Welcome back into the Lions 24-7 podcast. July is not done with us yet. Another commitment for the Nittany Lions. Christian Driver now on board announcing his commitment with CBS HQ on Thursday afternoon. Sean, how's this for a stat that tells us exactly how this month has gone for the Nittany Lions and for this show? This is the fifth consecutive episode that we open up with a commitment and it's actually eight out of nine overall that we open with the commitment. The one reprieve there was when we had Brian Doan on for 40 minutes to break down all the upcoming commitments. Yeah, um, we're, we're on a roll here. And I'm not going to lie, it's it's easier to do this because, we, you know, most of these times we know the decision in advance. And we've got that we're recording here on a Thursday morning in, in anticipation of Christian Driver. By the way, happy birthday to Christian Driver. Happy commitment day to our listeners. It's just, it's just lined up perfectly for us, hasn't it? And happy birthday to Terry Smith. Uh, Penn State's defensive recruiting coordinator could have himself a heck of a week here. He's had a great July, certainly. But let's focus on Christian Driver, who does announce his decision. Sean, I was thinking about this during a walk this morning. I can't imagine like a top 24-7 prospect, the guy who is a four-star status, the son of a, a former Pro Bowl NFL player and Donald Driver, having more of a low-key recruitment for the Penn State Nittany Lions. One official visit. Not a lot of press on this young man. Not a ton of social media out there. I mean, I haven't seen kind of seamlessly such a long distance blue chip recruitment work out the way it has in quiet fashion. And I don't think James Franklin will be complaining about how that pursuit and that process played out. Yeah, this is one that's been going on for a while now. He got his first offer, I believe, back in 2019. And uh, it's been funny to see that such a long-term prominent recruitment for a kid that's a four-star kid and and his offer list is really good and I, I don't think that that offer list is you know where he is right now in terms of the schools he has to pick from but uh this is a guy that's been on a lot of people's radar it's it's been a guy that um, a lot of schools have known about thanks to his dad and thanks to his his background and things like that but this is one Penn State's felt really good about for a long time uh there was talk in the fall that he was ready to commit um, you know, I think Penn State kind of said, hey, why don't you visit first and, and get an idea, maybe get mom on board. I think dad has been on board because he knows James Franklin very well. Um, but that's kind of how that worked out. Didn't visit any other schools. That was talked about Wisconsin, but that one was canceled by the Badgers at the last minute. Um, just it was a weird recruitment. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you, you would think that there was more opportunity for him to visit more places that he wanted to check out, but he ended up taking that trip to, or scheduling that trip to Penn State, making that his only one. And now he's on board. So um, like I said, you, you would have thought there was more going on based on the offer list, based on the, 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 the prominence of his name and things like that. But Penn State's happy to get him. They're, they're, they're excited about him. They're bringing him in as an athlete. Um, he's talked a lot about wide receiver. Uh, I think Penn State sees him as a safety and that's kind of, uh, took, took another look at the tape this morning. And that's kind of exactly where I see him as a safety. Um, he's got, uh, you know, some question marks about his athletic ability is his track numbers are not great. Um, uh, but you, you look at the film very smooth on the field. He's got ball skills. He can locate the football, take angles and, and get there and i think that's been a you know a kind of the, the pleasant surprise because we, we put it side by side with the track tape uh the, the football tape doesn't really match up and if you're comparing and you want one to work out you want the football side to work out yeah if those if those numbers aren't at an elite level um you know a power five defensive back power five receiver level and 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 
in terms of the speed right now. And you can work on that when you get on a college campus. And let's face it, he's going to have a lot of resources back home, uh, considering his, his upbringing and his family. But you look at the, the naturalness uh, with with, the, with which he plays, uh, the, the change of direction, his ability to, you mentioned, locate, get after the football. Um, there's a fluidity there that that it's if that's a starting point for you, you tack on the athleticism that Dwight Galt tacks on when you get to a campus and you like it. And, and clearly, uh, James Franklin's had a good handle on who Christian Driver is as a person for a long time. You mentioned uh, him and Driver, for those who are unfamiliar, still somehow uh, spent the 2005 season together with the Green Bay Packers in that organization, Franklin coaching the wide receivers, Driver, you know, in the process of, of his Pro Bowl career at receiver. Um, so Christian Driver, defensive back, we've talked about that for a while, Sean. That's where he is rated uh, for the 24-7 sports rankings. Uh, he's at safety, number 16 overall. He's number 240 nationally. So we're talking about a, a top 24-7 prospect. That's the second addition who's considered a top 24-7 prospect in uh, at the defensive backfield this week, along with Cam Miller out of Jacksonville, Florida, who committed on Monday. Sean, it's 11 commitments now for the class of 2022 here in July, 23 total pledges in the class. I mean, <laughs> Christian Driver, uh, you know, we talk about all the, the cool stuff about this recruitment and, and, and there's a lot of intrigue here. But again, you're at risk of kind of just moving on quickly because there's another commitment announcement coming up. We'll get to that in a second. It's just been remarkable. And at some point, <laughs> I hope to go through these guys, get them on the podcast and really get to dive deep with our listeners. Because to your point, Christian Driver is a mystery man to me, too. Always looking ahead, never living in the moment. That's uh, kind of how it's been. July, it's been really easy to do that, by the way. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, Driver is a guy that, that we'd love to sit down with and, and talk with. I just, uh, you know, just thinking more about his film. Um, he's got, he, it, was, it was interesting to me. So when I first started scouting Marvin Harrison Jr., and this is kind of the easy, um, the, the low apple, uh, the low hanging fruit here, um, you, you could see a, I don't want to say a lack of athleticism, but he clearly wasn't caught up with the rest of his, the, the less, the rest of the elite prospects, um, you know, when he's out there running routes and stuff, but when the ball's in the air, he turned into a different player. You can see that with Christian driver. And I don't, and I think it's probably, um, you know, the bloodline thing and the genes and everything like that, but the, there's legitimate ball skills there. There's, there's a guy that can go up, find the football, as I mentioned, take angles and, and get to where he needs to go. And I'm talking more on the defensive side of the ball than the offensive side of the ball. Cause offensive side of the ball, he's either running a go and running past people or, or taking a screen and moving. In fact, the, the screen and his movement in traffic, is a little smoother than I expected it to be based on uh, on some of those times. So uh, I, I think that's probably a, a, an interesting way to look at it in terms of these guys that have been around football all their lives. They just have something different in terms of being able to, to find the football and make adjustments and do things like that. So I'm intrigued by that as a prospect. Um, I think we have them in the, was, yeah, just inside the top 247 at, at 240 nationally, 210 in the composite. I probably have him a little bit lower than that, to be honest with you. I'd like to see a little bit more, um, a little more burst. He's got a uh, 22 foot long jump, which is solid six foot high jump, which is, you know, not anything to write home about. And that 12 second, uh, hundred meter time. I don't know if he was a regular hundred meter runner or not, but still that 12 second, uh, hundred meter time is, is concerning there. So, um, it, it it's, it's a guy that, uh, he's got good change of direction, needs to get more explosive, needs to get faster. Um, but when you've got those ball skills, put them back at safety and that, that, that can go a long way. 
And I do want to see what the physicality looks like on the field this fall as a senior. I'd imagine he's, you know, in a better spot, uh, physical from a physical standpoint, from a stature standpoint, year by year, uh, should be more confident than ever. I want to see how he attacks the ball, how he attacks the line of scrimmage, plays the run. These are all parts of the process of, you know, if you don't have that, that top tier speed, and again, something you're going to be, need to be working on in the years to come, you want to be able to, to, to bring up, uh, you know, to, to be able to balance that out with being someone who can finish off the play, who can be a quality tackler, who can provide reinforcements uh, near the line of scrimmage as a defensive back. You want to find some balance here with Christian Driver. A nice pickup. I think one that Penn State's happy to get on board. It's felt inevitable for some time. Um, And all of a sudden, you could have Donald Driver's son and Joey Porter's son in the same defensive backfield for the Nittany Lions here next year. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty interesting to think about. Um, defensive back has been like every spot in this class, Sean, really impacted over the course of recent weeks. Jordan Allen, Ken Miller coming on board in July, both at cornerback. Tyrese Mills back in May joining uh, the Lackawanna College Safety. Categorizing them as defensive backs, we're putting Christian Driver and we're still putting Makai Flowers in that athlete category. And then over at wide receiver, where these things can can, can you know cross over, Caden Saunders, Anthony Ivey, Tyler Johnson, that all still sound about right to you, Mr. Fitz. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, I, I still like Flowers and Driver on the defensive side of the ball. Um, three receivers is, is probably more than they set out to take. But of course, you get a little bit of wiggle room with Lonnie White. And I think they built that in not only to this class, but the last class with uh, with Trey Wallace. Um, but you're still after some other guys at receiver. Uh, defensive back, you've got uh, a couple of corners in Jordan Allen and Cam Miller. Um, Tyrese Mills is out there. It's probably a safety Sam guy. Um, so you can probably throw that slash in there, but you see driver more, uh, driver and flowers more as uh, the, the center fielder type, uh, field safety. So I think that it's coming together fairly well. Um, you know, driver and flowers, I'm not going to say they're the same player, but to project them at the same position, that kind of matters. So, um, that, that, that's an interesting way to go about that. And, and of course you're, you're waiting on the decision of KJ Winston on Saturday, who you think Penn state's going to be, or you think Penn state's in the lead for right now. I know you put in a crystal ball pick this week. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a lot going on in that secondary, um, very different than, than we, you know, drew it up a month ago, but still a really good group. If I'm picking between those two, personally, Flowers driver at receiver, it's not much of a decision for me, Sean. I'm going Makai Flowers as a receiver I, threat. I agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of receiver, a top 100 prospect was on campus this Monday for the first time, Andre Green Jr. Sean, he told us a, a few months ago that this was part of his unofficial visit itinerary. He's been a busy guy. He was at Clemson the weekend before. He's got LSU coming up. I think he's actually there today. This is interesting, though, because you know, we've talked a lot about Darius Clemens being the name out there. There was a new offer recently down in Texas, but uh, Andre Green resurfaces and right now doing his diligence to get down from a top 15 that he released in the spring to a top five with a this- couple official visits still available. Yeah, this kid is very good. Very good. He's been uh, a top guy for Penn, on Penn State's board for a long, long time. Uh, it's taken everything very slowly. Uh, took a couple of visits in June kind of squeezing a bunch into this week. And then I think he's going to take it into the fall and take official visits, which actually is a good thing for Penn State because you can try and get him up for the whiteout, uh, throw him an official visit. I, I think this guy, I know that uh, Darius Clemens is still out there. Amari Evans is still out there as, as wide receivers. But I think this guy is is probably the top, the most talented guy um, out there on the board right now. So 
Um, I love Andre Green. I saw him down in Under Armour, and he was just a cut above everyone. I mean, just uh, so much smoother catching the ball. Um, big kid, about 6'3", six, 6'4", six, um, runs really well. So I'm a big Andre Green fan, and, and the competition is going to be very high for this one. I think Clemson is is a school definitely to watch. He's He, he has had his, high, his eye on them for a long time. Penn State's been in this one you know, kind of since the start, the Jaywan J- Siders on this one, Taylor Stubblefield's on this one, um, and they've quietly been hanging around. I th- think they're going to need an official visit to get more into it, um, but uh, that's something that you can look into maybe September, October, something like that. But uh, big time prospect, I think if 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 he were to join the class, that would be uh, quite a notable addition. Um, but but I, I love Andre Green. I think he's a great player. Six foot three, 175 pounds out of St. Christopher's School in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, he is scheduled to spend an official visit at Notre Dame this season. That would be the fourth, still has that fifth, and, and Penn State would certainly love to be a part of that equation. Uh, again, he's going to have a top five coming out soon, so we'll learn where the Nittany Lions stand and if this one's worth tracking moving ahead. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll I'll add yeah. to that. I, I they've got some work to do. I, I mm-hmm. think so. You know, it was nice to get him on campus and and see things for the first time. But if they weren't in that top five, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, but you know, if you if you can work to get him back on campus, you never know what can happen. His decision timeline extends into the season. That is not the case for Maryland safety Kevin Winston announcing on Saturday. We're back to discuss that upcoming announcement. We got our five-star mailbag, which focuses on second-year Nittany Lions and their potential impact on the field this season. Stay with us here in the Lions 24-7 podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, the theme here in July is you don't have much time to talk about the latest commitment because you've got to hurry up and start focusing on the next one. And, and that, again, is the case here in the final few days of July. The final day of July, actually, Sean, is when Kevin Winston will announce his decision. It's down to Maryland. It's down to Penn State. Uh, two Big Ten squads competing for this safety out of DeMatha Catholic, a premier program down there in Maryland. It's been good to Penn State. It hasn't been so good to Penn State. Kind of a mixed bag there, uh, but a big decision. And I know this is a guy that, he, although he is a three-star prospect, and that's kind of the outlier of late for Penn State, you've been high on Kevin Winston for a year plus at this point. Big fan of Kevin Winston, nearly 6'2", rangy. Um, you know, I'd like to see him pick up a step, and I think he can do that when he gets to college. We saw him at the 7-on-7 seven seven at Penn State a couple of weeks ago. It just covers so much ground out there. Um, a lot of room to, to, to add to that frame. Um, I don't think he's a, a linebacker long-term, but, you know, you probably have that potential. Um, but this is a kid that, that moves smooth, moves very well. Uh, the, not having a junior season, I think, has has sort of stifled his recruitment. Still a nice offer list. I think Oklahoma offered. Notre Dame was in it for a while there. Um, um, but this is a, this is a guy that the staff really, really likes. I, I would 
tend to say, you know, what I said about driver earlier was, you know, I'd probably rank him a little bit lower. I'd probably rank, rank Winston a little bit higher uh, than we have him, especially the composite. The composite's pretty low on him. That's but, rough. Um, it would be a, yeah, it would be a big time uh, pickup for Penn State. I think in the secondary, the way that they've recruited safety the last couple of years has been very, very much hit and miss. Um, and you get a class where you've got, of course, we mentioned Tyrese Mills as a potential Sam, potentially Makai Flowers, Driver, and, and KJ Nelson. That's That would be a pretty good group. Um, he's number 45 at safety in the, in the composite, uh, Winston is number 34 in 24 seven sports assessment of the safety position, number seven overall in the state of Maryland. And let me bring up that point coming off of a season where Maryland gets a win here in happy Valley. They've had some recruiting success with guys that Penn state has targeted during the last couple cycles, high profile guys. They kept them home. Kevin Winston's a guy that Maryland would like to keep home a Damatha Catholic kid. Does this do anything about those dynamics? Is this is this more than just a routine commitment at this point? No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, you don't want to read too much into it. Of course, Maryland got that big win over Penn State last year, and you actually thought it would translate to a little bit more success. They're they're kind of struggling right now. I was talking to Jeff Herman the other day, and you know they just can't seem to seem to finish the deal. And you know, as much as I think as much as visits have helped. Penn State, I think it's kind of hurt Maryland where some kids that, that they had committed in the last class haven't been able to get out or hadn't been able to get out and see a ton of schools. And you wonder how that would have changed uh, that, that recruitment or, or that uh, that recruiting class. So I just think it's a it's a smaller subplot, um, but I don't think it has a, a ton to do with that. Penn State's been on Kevin Winston for a while and, and they, they were recruiting him hard before a lot of other schools were and before that Oklahoma offer and the Notre Dame offer came in. So I think that's gone through. They've gone from Tyler Bowen to uh Anthony Poindexter and Terry Smithson there and Ty Howell recruits to math as well. So big, uh, big team effort on this one. Uh, yeah. It's Terry Smith, Anthony Poindexter looking to come away with a, a massive uh, July defensive back recruiting hall and one that looks significantly different than the way we maybe envisioned it going into June, but nonetheless, uh, an, an impressive spree for both those coaches, uh, everybody else working on the case here, if they close with Winston. And uh, you mentioned the six foot two, he looks like he's pushing six foot three, to be honest, when we saw him this summer at the seven on seven event at, at Penn state. And I'm just watching this guy, that wingspan, Sean, if you can match that, that wingspan with with some Big Ten speed on this kid. I mean, that's going to close a lot of windows in the passing lane downfield. I, I want to see. It was hard to tell on a seven on seven setting, of course. Want to see how he explodes upfield, plays the run. That's going to be an important factor for for him getting on the football field as well. Uh, but but really, just a lot of range and the kind of physical mold that Dwight Galt probably dreams of. Yeah, and, and he's a guy that played I think three games this year, this spring, and and they were. I don't want to call them controlled scrimmages, but they weren't, you know, the real thing there. They've, they played some of the stuff indoors at the St. James, but uh, yeah, he's, he's got a lot to like. He's got a uh, very good length for a safety back there. Like I said, pushing six. I don't think he's quite, <laughs> I don't think he's to six, three. Maybe I'm um, shrinking. I might yeah, just be shrinking. You're getting old, man. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but no, he's got some, some good numbers, uh four, four, five shuttle at that Under Armour camp. So, um, uh, you know, a lot to like there with KJ Winston. I think he's, he's got some instincts to throw in with it and, and it would be a big pickup for Penn state. I think. Sean, we also have a question here in the mailbag that brings us to the current roster. Um, before we get to that, it is the Lash Bash this weekend, uh, a big event back on the calendar that was that was absent last year. Great to see for the Penn State staff. Um, they don't have a ton. Usually there's a lot to get done in the current recruiting class. This is going to be a great time to, to continue to get those guys together, build some bonds. 
I think a lot of what we're looking at here, though, is kind of what kind of uh, an impact can you maybe start to have on that 2023 group, getting everybody together. And obviously, this is going to be just a, a tremendous chance to start lining up visits for the fall, too, and get mom and dads comfortable with your staff. Got to be forward focused with the Lash Bash this week. That means 2023, 2024, some really good prospects already confirmed. We do have a, uh, a big 2022 and Abdul Carter is going to come up and make the trip. And that's a guy that, you know, you kind of need to watch closely. I have no idea where he's at in his, in his headspace in terms of making his decision, but he's been to Penn State three times in the last two months with this visit included. Uh, that would that would signify to me that that's legitimate, <laughs> legitimate interest there. So uh, you watch that. But if you look beyond, I mean, it, it, it's interesting tracking these summer barbecues because Penn State used to do it in the middle of July before this dead period happened. And it would be a huge group, usually of the current cycle. And then some some of the underclassmen, it's flip-flop this year. You got 24 commits. You're not going to squeeze too many more uh, un- uncommitted 22s in there. Um, so it's forward-focused. Uh, Dante Moore, five-star quarterback from Detroit, going to make the trip. That's a big one. Tamir Robinson, Anybody that's listening knows I'm a big Tamir Robinson fan out of Pittsburgh. Uh, we have him listed as a safety. He's probably a future outside linebacker and a darn good one, if I say so myself. Um, Antonio Tripp from uh, from McDonough. Penn State just picked up Deny Dennis Sutton, and uh, Tripp has a Penn State uh, crystal ball. And so, I mean, that's just the start of the list. There's a bunch more on the site. Go check it out. Uh, it's, a re- it's, it's shaping up to be a really good group. It's probably not going to move the needle as much because it's underclassmen, but really some, some good underclassmen, including some, t- some stud 2024s. It's going to be a celebration, quite frankly. At the end of this July, with all these commits on campus, they, they got good cause for celebration, and that's kind of what this event is. Obviously, it's a recruiting event, too, and um, we'll see what comes out of it. Uh, of course, you can catch all the latest news at lines247.com going into next week. Um, Sean, it's time for our five-star mailbag, and it puts us uh, puts this 2020 Penn State class, which got lost in the shuffle a bit last year, in perspective. Here's the question. We didn't get a look at much of that 2020 freshman class in t- last year. Heading into preseason camp, which players from that group do you expect to push for roles on the two deep? I'm going to just get some names out of the way that we know are going to be part of that. Kevon Lee could be number two RB, could be your 1A, 1B situation with Noah Kane. Uh, you've got Parker Washington back as a starter. Uh, you know, 50 plus catches, maybe all Big Ten expectations in year number two for him. Um, and then Curtis Jacobs at the Sam position. Franklin mentioned going at out of spring camp that they projected him as the starter. See no reason to, to change our perspective there. And then I think everybody else is kind of competing for one for a job in one way or another and could ultimately get left out of that too deep. Yeah, the, the 2020 class, I think, is very defined in terms of its its stages of development here. Uh, you got guys that could be con- considered starters in Theo Johnson, Curtis Jacobs, Keandre Lambert, Parker Washington, Kevon Lee, Jair Brown as well. That's a pretty good group considering they're all con- still considered true freshmen. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty uh, pretty amazing when you think about it. Um, you've got to cut down there. Going with the two deep is a little bit trickier because you look at what they brought in. A lot of guys in the offensive line, a lot of guys on the defensive line, especially a defensive tackle where you've already got a bunch of bodies in front of him. So you, you kind of are taking the numbers and, and skewing them a bit to... I don't want to call these guys buried because that gives it a negative connotation in terms of these guys won't be able to make it out of there. Um, but there's a lot of bodies in front of them, especially at defensive tackle. So you got a guy like Kaziah Izzard, who we think is a pretty good, going to be a pretty good player here. Um, once he, you know, gets up and, and gets the, the maturity and gets where he needs to be, he could be a good player here. So ideally he'd be, you know, competing for that two deep, but realistically, probably more of a three deep there. Um, but uh, a true two deep guys, Olufashanu. 
is probably in that mix. And I, I just preface it with true too deep. And I'm going to go say this, he's probably too deep in the sense that he's probably your backup left tackle, but also Des Holmes. Des Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. Des Holmes might be your backup left tackle as well. So kind of in, I don't want to say in name only, but he's a guy that, uh, you know, you could see up there and then not get the first snaps. If something happens to Walker, they rotate Walker out or something like that. Um, I mean, Vanover is a guy that's very intriguing to me uh, in that hybrid mold between the defensive end and defensive tackle. You know, you could see a little bit more of him at defensive end in terms of, you know, playing that run game against the Iowas and the Wisconsin's where we're talking about moving Hakeem Beeman out to that five tech. You could see Amin Vanover playing in that, uh, that area. Tyler Elsden at the mic numbers, not good at, at linebacker. Um, I don't know that we see a ton of him, but w- what we saw of him in the spring, we really liked. And I think I'm intrigued to say, or uh, it's safe to say I'm intrigued by what he can provide to this team as a fifth or sixth linebacker plus special teams, uh, athletic guy that can run down the field. Um, staying on the Tyler's here, Tyler Warren um, has made great strides since he's been here. And I'm really excited to see where he fits into the picture. I think you're, you're solidly with Brenton strange at number one, uh, Theo Johnson, one B two, whatever you want to call it. But Tyler Warren's, you know, for, for a high school quarterback is in a really good spot as a, as a second year, true freshman, redshirt freshman, whatever you want to call him. Um, so that's, the, those are the guys that really jump out to me as, as ones that can actually push for the two deep. Some, some may be in name only, but they can actually make it to that depth chart. You're going to see the ball in the hands of a lot of second-year players this year. You're going to see the ball in the hands of Kevon Lee, maybe as much as any running back in that group. Again, Parker Washington, I think Washington, I think is the clear number two guy behind Jahan Dotson. We, we don't even think of him as a freshman, you know? Like, no, no. You, you, you kind of yeah. throw him out the window. You do think of Keandre Lambert Smith as a freshman, and he's got work to do to, to to you know stay in that starting lineup, which is where he finished last season. To me, uh, you know, he's he's kind of, he could he could if he can be a guy who catches 35 plus passes this year, that's a big step forward for your wide receiver group but he's got to go out and do it I do think he's capable I think he'll he'll have some opportunities and then beyond him at wide receiver I'm not crossing mega or Dotton off the list of, of potential two deep guys because there is a lot of you know I don't want to say concern but th- there's a lot of unknown beyond that top tier at wide receiver and a lot could shake out in preseason camp if mega's ready to turn it on and look a bit more polished but Jaden Dotton to me maybe is a bit more game ready at this point based on what we saw in the spring does he work his way to a two deep role? I don't know. And, and then, of course, Theo Johnson's going to be heavily involved, as you referenced, and Tyler Warren. I would say, you know, just did you mention Zariah Fisher in, in that conversation? I know I you're did, talking to what's that? I did not. I did not. Did not. And, and that's, and that's I, a position I, change I, thing. And condolences I, to his family, by the way. And thank you for right. anybody that reached out to that, because that's a, a very meaningful thing based on, you know, he's got a tough background. So, um, but yeah, you're right. Zariah Fisher, uh, you look at defensive end and, and certainly opportunity is there. Um, you know, making that change, it's hard to say. I, I, I like what we saw out of him in the spring, but I just, I, I don't want to forecast that without seeing a little bit more out of him at defensive end. But, you know, I, I love me some Zariah Fisher. So that's, uh, that's definitely a good name to throw in there. Um, can we just throw Fatorma Mulba's name in here? Even if it's maybe not on the field this year, I don't think he's going to be a too deep guy, but. Man, that guy's strong. He is strong. He's <laughs> every bit as strong as that that scouting report that we used to, that we put out on him. I mean, that kid is is put together. Um, he's he's got a you know he's I think he's got a ways to go in terms of his development. He kind of reminds me, and I know he's a central PA guy uh, like Abe Karoma, who's a little bit before your time. Just 
take up that space and just eat up guys. And, and that's really um, what I see Mulba as it doesn't move the best, um, you know, but you put him in a box, put him in a box, put him up against the center and a guard. And, you know, maybe he can eat those guys up. I, I still don't, I don't think I'm ready to forecast him as a guy that gets onto the field this year, but in the long term, uh, he was one of my favorites, uh, one of my dark horses in that class. And I like what I've seen of his development so far just needs a little bit to a little bit more translation from the weight room to the game field. Yeah. If our listeners had not seen it yet, there's a video up um, on Wednesday from the lift for life event last weekend that Penn state did in Fatorma Mulba, just doing bench presses like he's lifting a toothpick and everybody going rowdy around him. Um, good stuff as this team gets ready to put back on the pads. Sean, you're off to the beach. We're waiting on a commitment here again Saturday. Kevin Winston, if he is uh, heading to Penn State, you will read all the coverage on lines247.com. But as we finish up July, it's our last episode of July. What a month it has been. Any final thoughts uh, before you start packing the beach bag? No, I'm ready to get get away. This has been quite a month. I've, like you said, we expected a busy month. We did not expect this, but here we are. And uh, you know, you could see half of this class by the by the end of July. A little more than twenty. Remember that uh, that conversation? But uh, no, no idea been, what you're talking about. It's yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun to watch it come together. And uh, hopefully, we we get enough in the the other eleven months to fill out the rest of the class and and look to 2023 moving forward. But it's been it's been quite a trip, man. Winston's commitment, if it happens on Saturday, would double Penn State's class from when it entered July from 12 to 24. Thank you for following along with us here on Lions 24-7 Podcast. On behalf of Sean, I'm Tyler Donahue. We'll talk to you soon.